0: Yeah, so we started over the pandemic just being fanboys of the Levitard show, and uh, then we actually became a podcast. And we get paid like thirty-five cents a day because of how many people we have. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: So, but y'all, y'all like fish on the network, right? On Levitard and Friends
2: network? Yeah.
0: No, so we're signed to Blue Wire actually. We are. Oh not, yeah, he ends the Zoom immediately.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, <that> is... <laughs> no.
0: Sorry. Yeah, no, give, give us, uh, give us about five, six months. We'll see if Dan wants to cut the, the whole check it takes to get us. Dude, we and need who to we do we have the, uh,
3: the permission thing. Oh,
4: uh, yeah. We gotta uh, ask. Uh,
0: well, we don't have to. We're just recommended, but do I have, <laughs> do I have your, uh, permission to use this recording, Nate, name no, and likeness for like a this. podcast? Yes. Oh no! Fuck that! Hell no! <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna do it anyways because
3: that's. Exactly I've been waiting planned. for the first guest
1: yeah, to be like, I, "No, absolutely, yeah, no. I will fuck absolutely
0: that. sell this podcast and video at the barbershop. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs>
1: I didn't sign up for this. I gotta talk about attorney. Like, there's all these. Where's the paperwork? Like,
0: now nah, we're good. good all right, just need your mother's maiden name and last four of your social, and we'll get.
5: <laughs> name of your first pet. So
1: suddenly, there's two Cybertrucks now on my credit. I don't know how the fuck that happened. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, all right, well, welcome to Laura After Hours. We
0: got uh, what I consider, I think we all do, a special guest, Master from Bleacher Report, uh, writer and host of Untold Stories. So, Master, welcome to Laura After Hours. We'll get a round of applause from the team real quick, because that's just what we do around here. Appreciate it, man.
1: Hey. <laughs> Glad to be on here, bro.
0: So, I just want to ask, and obviously, we're a podcast about the show, so... We started here. How did you get to know the Levitard show? How did you build that relationship? And for those of y'all that don't know, I, as a Dallas native, followed you. And I was like, man, if we can get master. And then out of nowhere, with no clue, a Southeast session comes out while we were talking about doing a podcast. I know it was way before.
1: But so yeah. how, how did that
0: relationship build? Because you gave me my first, like, man, I could have scooped the show.
1: Yeah, nah, because um, I, was, I was actually really down to do it. And then... It was just a time where I was like, all of a sudden I was like, damn, I got a couple of interviews out there. Like, I need to chill. I need to focus on work. Um, but now nah, I've been, I've been looking forward to jumping on this. Obviously talking to somebody else from Dallas. Um, I've known Dan now since I think it was 2016. Yeah, it was 2016. Okay. Um, but money linked us up actually. Uh, I happened to be down in Miami. Uh, I think it was in April, uh, staying on South Beach and, you know, just want to swing by the studio. So what's up? Um, we, me and Dan didn't have too much time to chat. So he ended up inviting me back the next day. Like, oh, hell yeah. Why not? So I pulled up the next day and then me and him chopped it up. And he just, we, we was talking for like a good hour, 90 minutes, just like really just getting to know where each other's at. And he was just smoking a cigar, just being chill as hell. And like, you know, he's That's he's got right. a very similar perspective that I do in terms of sports media um, that we were just naturally able to link up and, and click in terms of uh, from our from our unique perspectives.
0: Got it. So, so you met with the in Miami. Y'all went out with Dan. No, 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 night. no.
1: Bo, Bo wasn't there. I just, it was a text. Oh, it y'all t- just linked it. Yeah, oh, just, okay. I, I, I reached out to like, hey, uh, you know, think, uh, you think i pulled up dance studio? He like, yeah. So he's like, let me, let me show you. Nice. He made it happen. And, you know, you know, Bo's, Bo's, Bo's the homie. So, you know, this, he was able to make that connection happen, bro. And, and it was, it's been, I mean, we've been cool ever since, and it's been cool getting to know everybody else, Mike Ryan, the whole team, shipping container, and all that stuff. Like they cool as hell, bro. So it's it's love on that side.
0: Oh yeah, no, they they are legitimately good people. We've uh, we've been fortunate enough over the last year to get to know how how cool a lot of those people are. Uh, obviously, we're not hanging out with them in Miami yet, but we'll make it happen. So, anyways, you said that you and Dan had a similar perspective on sports media. What is that?
1: Um, I mean, Dan. Is ahead of the curve. He's been ahead of the curve. And I think, and I, I should say Dan and, and what Mike does too shouldn't be discredited either, Mike Ryan. Um, but just their ability to, to create an audience and a demo that comes for them, you know, in this kind of fickle and interchangeable industry that we're in, like they were able to be themselves and found a way to, to stick to being themselves, uh, and, and knew it would work, uh, cause that kind of identity and personality was really lacking from the game. Everyone's kind of this cookie cutter person, you know what I'm saying? And and you still see it in the industry now, where everyone's trying to fill a role, you know, instead of just being yourself. And so, I admire what they've been able to create, man. If I'm, you know, at any point in my career, able to even, you know, complete half of what they've been able to accomplish, man, I feel like that'd be an incredible career because they've, they, they've, they've got the recipe, they got the blueprint. So, um I, I have a huge, huge, tremendous amount of respect for what they're building, and and I like to look at things from that perspective too, because like. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people in this industry are just like, they just want to be in the spot. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, I, I never, I never really wanted to be in the spotlight. You know, I just, I, I like sports and thought this could be a way to get the fuck about us, you know, provide some level of upward mobility. And so, um, but because I've had to do a lot of things on my own because I didn't have the resources, the access, the, the privilege, you know, my mom and dad ain't athletes. They're not in the media industry. You know what I'm saying? My mom working at TGR Fridays. You know what I'm saying? Busting tables. Shout out to TGR Fridays. Yeah, let's say Darryl, Shout you to Fridays. Saying? You know what I'm saying? It's like there's there's a lot of stuff I just had to make if I wanted to do that. I had to make it happen on my own. And so through that though, you you start to learn and appreciate like the infrastructures of of different business models within media and how people are doing and how people are moving in these different ways in these different spaces. And again, the way Dan and Mike are moving, man, it's, it's I admire the fuck out of that because they opened up so many doors for somebody like myself to do something similar.
0: Yeah. And and that's exactly what you've done. And I'm actually curious because you are you. And I don't know if I realized that over Twitter or watching the videos because you're still you, but you know you have a job to do on most of untold stories. When I heard the South Beach sessions, I was like, oh, this is like, it was casual conversation, I guess. So it let me actually understand the way that you speak when you don't have an intention of
1: interviewing. Right. And hey, I'll say this. It's, it, we interview for an hour and 90 minutes. My, my, my shit always gets cut out. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it, <laughs> that that's the part where it's like, I don't be tripping because it's like at the end of the day, I care about the story more than I'll ever care about me. But yeah. there's a lot of personality that's still presented in, in those conversations that I don't think a lot of people get to see. But yeah, to your point, like, would you see me ask the question and then you move on to the thing, but it doesn't like, the way I, I was on Dan's show, like if you yeah. really talk to I me, mean, we you know, we yep. we talking,
0: like. yeah, no, and, that, and that's what it was. And obviously, if you're being the one to ask questions, that it was easier for me to see that, right? Because when I'm watching something of yours, although I'm interested in you, I'm also interested in your guest, right? It's, I imagine, the whole reason. But how did you, you are yourself, and like you said, you have no privilege, no resources originally. Uh, you chose Arizona State, uh, it was Arizona, excuse me, uh, Arizona State, no, it was Arizona State, yeah, get it right, okay, it was Arizona, State. Yeah, fuck I saw Arizona in your head. Here's hey, what happened.
1: You know, so shout out to Jerry. You nah, know some cool well, people out there, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's ASU too. We die. Oh, okay. I thought it
0: was, but then I saw two people shake their head, and I was like, well, don't throw me off like that. And I just, honestly, I lost confidence in Reneg. That's all I did. It's, just remember, so, bro.
1: We, we over here, we cheating to win, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's it, that's Arizona it, that's cheated that's to me. lose in basketball. <laughs> in football this year, Where ASU's ranked top 25. <laughs> we cheating to win, baby. So how did you get on videos and on vocal, audio, anything?
0: It's, it's much easier to be who you are. How did you start that transition writing? Because I feel like that's a harder place to really translate who you are.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, and I couldn't write for shit too. Uh, my my degrees in broadcast, but my sophomore year, I started realizing like the people like Dan Levitars that were having the, you know, the 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 opportunities to be themselves and having the personalities, they all came from newspapers. So it made sense for me that there was a pathway. And, and again, like I told you, I like to look at business models because I don't like people bullshitting me. I got to see what, what the, what the, what's available out there, what people are doing. And I got to see if there's a, a, a possible outlet to do something similar or taking their inspiration and applying it to something I'm trying to do. So when I see Dan Levitard being himself, doing his thing, coming from newspapers, Jamel Hill being herself, doing a thing, coming from newspapers, Michael Smith being himself, doing his thing, coming from newspapers. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to learn how to write. So my sophomore year of college, when I, I, I started that process. And, bro, I, I followed everything by the code. Like, I, it's, it's like a point where, like, you have to, like, strip pride, ego, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? And you just have to, like, just get down to, like, what is, how do you say the letter A? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is one plus one? You know what I'm saying? Like, you are breaking it down to the bare basics and understanding of print journalism and writing that you're just trying to make sure that you can execute. All right, here's a lead. Here's a nut graph. Here's, here's how I properly cited a quote or a source, all this different stuff that until I felt comfortable in that kind of space and I felt like, all right, cool. I got the basics down. Then I'm going to fuck it up where it's like, you know, learning the rules, breaking the rules, rewriting the rules. That's, that's really been my intention and my motto, um, since college. Cause I, I realized what I was trying to do, who I was and where I came from. It, it, 99% of the people in my, in, in, in college really could relate to that, especially in the journalism space. So but I always wanted to make sure that I protected that because I always knew that was my superpower. So through all of that, of like being in these spaces I wasn't comfortable in or being in these spaces where I just had to adapt and adjust the space I've never been in before. um, I still wanted to make sure I maintain myself. And that, that was by far the hardest thing. It's easy to learn something like a very basic rudimentary level. It's just harder as you're going along that process to still maintain and appreciate your identity, where you came from. And, but I know at the end of the day, bro, like, no matter what the fuck I wrote or what, what I was saying or, or what interview I was doing, like I wanted to make sure I could come home every night, look myself in the mirror, and be like, "Nah, I fuck with what I did. Today. I am fucking with with who I am and where I'm going and, and what I stand for." And I, I I wasn't I wasn't willing to sacrifice that. You're gonna sacrifice a lot of shit when you ain't got nothing in this industry. But that part of it was like, "Nah, that's we ain't touching that."
0: No, you're you're absolutely right. It's very easy when you're put in an uncomfortable situation or a situation you're not used to to. Almost convince yourself that you need to adapt to that situation and blend in quote unquote. And, uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. And what you're doing with untold, I think is very clear, but I had some follow ups to everything you just said. But what's going to happen if I keep talking is everybody's going to think that I'm just being me because I'm very self centered and want to talk forever. So Jeanette has, uh, some follow ups with you. We
1: got some time. I ain't tripping.
5: Yeah. So my, my question was kind of based around what you just finished talking about, which is, um, being guided by your your experiences your background in order to make it in the industry because i know that in that Beach section you talked about how certain norms that you like didn't fit in so it helped you to realize i gotta move on and i gotta imagine that's really hard being so young in the industry because everybody just was like i want to stay here once i make it to x destination i'm going to stay and it must have I don't know how difficult it was for you to wrestle with that of like, yeah, but I don't want to change too much of who I am in order to be a beat writer or cover this team yeah. this
1: paper. It all, uh, Hell yeah. Cause at the end of the day, you're trying to fit in because this is the space in which you're in 24 seven, obviously with the news cycle and the, and the sports cycle. Like this is the space in which you occupy. This is the people you're around all the time. So yeah, there's some level of semblance you want to have where you can fit in with that. But I mean, I felt like every time I was doing that or trying to do that, it, I just feel a lot of friction. Mm-hmm. When I feel that kind of friction, I always kind of question myself. All right, what's up? Like, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it me or is it the environment I'm in? You know what I'm saying? And really like breaking that shit down where like, I'm going to be tough on myself first. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I expect the best out of me and I expect the most out of me. Um, but then being realistic and understand, like, nah, this is spaces in which you ain't never been in before. So, you know, just basically just all you can do is give yourself grace and do the best do the best you possibly can in those environments and you know but ultimately not like i said like not trying to sacrifice yourself just to fit in with that because i mean if you fit in then what makes you stand out and in in this in this space that which we're in like that's that's key that's crucial that's that's what separates you that's that's what doesn't make you an interchangeable part and that's what allows you to create your own lane where ain't no traffic in that lane you know what i'm saying you just gliding by on the you know the hlv joint just riding 70 75 how you want to you know what i'm saying and then it's that kind of creative freedom is, I think, what a lot more people, uh, millennials and Gen Z, are really just striving for, it, uh because there's so many opportunities out there right now. But they're always confined in these different spaces in which don't really fit or trying to work with what we're trying to do. But it's kind of the way people have always done things. And with all this stuff disrupting right now, like it's it's gonna take, you know, a bunch of people to saying like, nah, I ain't trying to do that. No, I'm I'm trying to do this right now. And even if I have to sacrifice. A certain salary or position or title or prominence for that it's cool because i i'm i'm fully being i'm happy you know what i'm saying i'm i'm, I'm pursuing my happiness here in this space and I'm, I'm i'm there's a great level of fulfillment that i have in this space that i don't think i'll pursue or have in the same uh to the same capacity for that same level of fulfillment so yeah it, it's there was always battles that happened there was always spaces in which you just knew you wasn't fit in and Cool part now is I don't have to show them shit. So it's cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I to keep my ass at home, just, you know, just watch whatever the fuck I want to, work out. You know, like, I'm, I'm, I think that was the coolest part about COVID was, especially when you're in New York, you're always just trying to on go. You're just always trying to like, man, you always feel like you're missing out on something or you should be somewhere because you never know, you know, what meeting or what party it is that you're going to link up with somebody and that's just going to change your life. And boom. You know what I'm saying? But that, it that shit became exhausting and tiresome. is it's hard to kind of show up in your best self every single day when you're literally running on E every day. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, that's, that's been the the thing that I've appreciated out of COVID is I just been take, taking a step back, chilling, staying super low key with the shit. You know what I'm saying? I'll pop out every now and then, do my thing, hang out with some homies, check in on people, you know, check in on, on certain cities that I I typically, typically accustomed to going to, you know, saying what's changed, what's, what's going on, what's, what's going on in the culture. And then, you know dip back in my environment and chill again you know jump on my peloton you know what i'm saying drink some body armor you know we're just chilling you know I don't, body armor ain't paid me to say this you know what i'm saying but it's just, that's, that's how we live right now <laughs> oh also,
5: also you gotta imagine that you threw a lot of people for a loop when you're showing up for an assignment and you're wearing freshly cut jorts they were like what is this oh yeah who is this yeah, guy
1: yeah but i'm from texas so this is like I, I need I needed those back then. I don't think I wear those these days, but I did this morning though, on my run. I did see a homie with some t- cut up shorts. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh and I was like, hell yeah! I'm like, I, I think I'm past that age now. I don't know if I'm gonna do that no more, but I, I was like, I'm home. It feels good.
0: Two it's things, crazy. master. Two things. Uh, first, I thought you were going to say you went on a run wearing shorts when you're like, I, Oh, I no, nah. hell <laughs> no. Nah. I was like, it, Oh, hold on. <laughs> no, nah. I was like, I know he didn't tell me he was going to work nah. out after you got interview. the one hand
1: on the back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He had the belt, so you just kind of like, I was going to say that's it, you know? nah, that, nah, that's man.
0: called like running away from the cops when you're doing that type of running. <laughs> like if if you're running in shorts, yeah, like you're, but the other thing is Christy Yamaguchi main, who's also Chris. <laughs> He's infamous. He loves George, and you just offended our normal point guard and host because he's a George guy to the heart. I,
1: oh, I got I got nothing against George though. Like I, I got love for George. It's just I like for me these days. Like I'm wearing like like board shorts that so, you know I got show a little thigh meat now. You know what I'm saying? Think that things have changed and, and to cut off but i can't wear them jorts, jorts you know what i'm saying they got your whole thing over there just kind of packed like I, that's too short for me man i can't do that man it
3: depends that. there's there's you know obviously there's there's different styles of jorts um i've got i've got above the knee um you know my my it's all about the material the type of jean material as well i like a little but stretch in that. mine okay yeah um, okay there's there's a whole i mean you know it's is it's it's a whole universe of of uh of of clothing honestly but i i actually Actually, host a uh, a podcast called Jort Center. Um, uh, actually, yes. so
1: what a shameless plug. Oh, you just here for the buzz, bro? Okay, shame, shame for <laughs> I am. What, I a, am. what a I am. shameless like, plug? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I I am,
3: and it's better than this one, to be honest. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> You got uh, some denim in the back right there, bro. I see. You, bro. I
3: do. I do. I'm in. Mean, uh, somebody asked me if I was in a, like, hiding in the center rack of, like, a JC Penny or something. Yeah, it was like know. a men's warehouse
1: back there, bro. Hold yeah, yeah. on, bro. Basically, it's <laughs> basically. Men's warehouse. it
3: is. It's, it's uh, our walk in closet. This is the best sound I can get in the house. So, you oh, no.
1: Nah, I, I can tell it's a walk in closet.
3: Like, that <laughs> <laughs> on like, its hardcore there, but yeah, no, nah, we can tell it's a walk in closet. Hold on. Yeah. Did you did you just feel the need to tell Masters a walk
0: in closet as he actually thought you were just, like, podcasting? Hey, hey. I, I, I realized
3: like, I overexplained. Uh, no, halfway cool. through I it, I respect
1: the flex. Sometimes you got flex on people, bro. That's how it is, man. Y'all got walk-in closet. Somebody <laughs> in New York listening to this right now, bro. They can't even walk in their closet, bro. <laughs> they're
3: they're they're paying twelve hundred dollars a month to rent this walk-in closet. Yeah, you feel doing.
1: me? Yeah, yeah, bro. The bed right next to you, right there, bro. <laughs> Night, dog. It's talking to you. <laughs> well, right.
3: um, the, Jeanette, did you did you finish with your follow-ups? I don't want to jump in and play. We can do a pickup here.
5: No, um, I've been um, getting into untold stories uh, recently, and that I've been I've watched sure. about. Maybe half of them, and it's great. Um, so I did you. want to make a, a suggestion for a guest. So until until stories happens in a pool hall, it starts in a pool hall, and then eventually they build to the Papa Shop machine. So when you get Dan to your pool hall, can you <laughs> can you please please try to get him to recreate the photo from the two thousand. People magazine spread for most <laughs> eligible bachelors when he was popping oh, a squat yes. on a pool table. You don't don't you don't have to ask him any questions. Just try to get I, him, to, I, get him I, to get on I,
1: the pool I table. I never seen this. Most I was them. about to say, Master, Whoa, you you're not you familiar with Master. this picture, are you? All right, ah, hold on, let's ah, look it up
0: ah, right bro. now. Let's let's do a segment that Dan loves to call look it up on Google. Yeah. Right <laughs> now. Let's see if I can find it. Yeah. Okay. I think it's not hard to find. I'm not gonna treat you like you can't Google. That's not the way. He was at one point considered one of the most eligible bachelors. You didn't know this, nah, bro? A whole thing. He was one of the
3: most eligible bachelors. Avid,
5: river rafter.
3: It's (laughs) such a funny picture, master. He, they, he's just squatting on top of a pool table. How do you not have the canvas of this on set at?
1: at Untold. Hey, whoever whoever did the design on this spread, they did him a favor with that big ass box. Covering, like, half oh. half, covering half his feet because like, you can't really tell unless you're really looking in and zooming in on that left foot and you're like, what the hell going on here? That's a... Man. It's Miami one of the though. single most awkward <laughs> photos
3: I have ever seen.
1: Miami different, dog. That's a, that's a Miami <laughs> shoot. Hey, I like love man. Like, I mean, shit. <laughs> what, what better way to say you bachelor, <laughs> you're, you're single and ready to mingle than just being barefoot on a pool table, you know? <laughs> I love to imagine like how awkward Dan was the moment they asked him to do that. Jeanette, you hey,
5: Being a bachelor in the year 2000 was a lot different than 2021. Okay, oh, it was yeah. just a completely now, now different. You just
1: open up Bumble, like shit. Everybody, everybody's single. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's it, you could you could find somebody single the street. They on Tinder. You know, so it's just it's it's a whole different game. There, then it, it probably held a lot more weight, which is why it's so interesting now. Like, do lists really matter now? Because <laughs> every fucking person got a list now. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it? do do certain things in which carried weight at one point in these kind of spaces. Like now you can just jump on social media and it's like, okay, someone's got a list, top 10 list today, top 10 list tomorrow. Like who cares?
3: I thought you meant the pool table when you said, uh, it used to carry a lot more weight. I thought,
1: I thought, <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought you meant, <laughs>
3: I thought you meant they don't make them like they used to with Dan on top of that thing.
2: <laughs> no
0: way. One of my untold story pool tables could carry Dan. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Oh man. Hey. Um. <laughs> that, that, that wasn't was what I was saying, but I, hey, I'll take that. You know, I, I did say that. I did say that. <laughs> This
0: there are a few things few lists that matter i feel like on twitter one that will always matter is if you do like top five rappers or top five I don't give
1: a fuck about your top five rappers though no just, you I,
0: don't I'm, the, I'm like not, not sure the world part, i mean yeah
1: partly part, it well just, no you, you know, personally like, don't, don't give a
0: fuck about mine either
1: no i'm i don't care about anybody's like i really don't like like there, there are very few people in which i care about your top five like it's just it's all a preference point at one point i was like all right we're just gonna all just agree on the majority cool it's some people in New York say these are the best rappers, so we're gonna go with it. No, wait, some LA people say no, these guys are the great rappers. It's like I don't give a fuck. I grew up in Dallas, like so half the shit I was listening to, I didn't listen to them. So our top are not gonna oh, listen. We'll get to that.
0: All right, now I need the top five people of who you care about who their top five rappers are.
1: Top five No, no I'm just <laughs> Dylon, 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 Dylan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Side note, up. and we're not gonna home we're not gonna stay here. Chameleoners performing soon for I, I realize that out of nowhere, so he's Wait, who's performing? perform. Like, Chameleoner, oh, where he's actually perform? I, I, he just like tweet out. He's actually gonna do a show. I know That's this crazy. sounds casual as if we're like, as if me and you just talk about chameleon Air all the time, but bro, but I feel you
1: me. though. But I had a, I had a, I had, I was really after mixtape Messiah dropped, Like he had the whole streets. Him and Paul yep. Wall. Yep. Like I mean, we talked about this before on Twitter, though. At least, yep. yeah, yeah. Paul have. Wall take man, like that. Sh- that shit to me, that was like, man, I'm out here living. Texas is dope. Like, these guys are making great music. Life is good. You know, like, so, Chameleon Air, I, I, I always fuck with them heavy. I try to go back and listen to everything except for that, uh, except for that Paul Wall Chameleon Air tape. His shit is aged poorly, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: no, it's, it, it's this aged some poorly. Listen to that stuff. Well, he did the whole, like, I'm not gonna cut some. immaterialistic rapper. And just yeah, and not cuss,
1: like, like. Yeah, like. It's like, it's like, why are you PG-13? Just be your art, dog. What the fuck? Yeah, like, we, we don't, we, we don't that. Here.
0: So, anyways, that. uh, before I keep going too far in, uh, Pam, you had the, speaking of Texas, my fellow Texan, what do you have for, uh, Master? Oh, where's now? she from?
4: Indeed, Where I'm from? from Beaumont.
0: Oh, Beaumont, okay.
1: You're yeah. you from Kendrick Perkins' hood, okay.
4: Oh, I am. Yeah, I, am, in fact. Baytown. Texas. Yeah, um, I don't live there anymore, but that is home and I go back a lot. I was back at the end of July. So my first question is about Texas. Um, what's your go-to Whataburger order?
1: Man, it depends on the time of day. So, you know what I'm saying? I gotta get the patty milk. Like that's that's go to patty milk. Though I will say this, people was not talking about their spicy chicken sandwich. That shit is hidden. I've had to go back and forth in terms of like how I'm spending my nights now, because sometimes I'm feeling the spicy chicken. Sometimes I'm feeling the patty milk, but the patty milk, if you try that water burger for the first time, get that patty milk. You know what I'm saying? Get whatever sweet teas to drink that I always get every now and then I'm feeling a shake. You know what I'm saying? We'll see how it goes, but it's, it's, that's the go-to, but the breakfast, honey butter chicken biscuit. I can't go wrong. Yes. Come yeah. On,
4: that's honey,
1: I, I get a honey butter chicken biscuit I get the I get the combo with the orange juice, but then I end up being like a real fat kid when I'm ordering breakfast at Whataburger, So I'm gonna get a taquito too. You know, what I'm what I gotta get a bacon egg and of taquito because it's just I, with the spicy ketchup that combination. And I don't do eggs and ketchup like that. That's not my thing. But that spicy ketchup with the taquitos, mm. man, ugh, yeah, that's so good, so good.
4: Oh, so good. Thank burgers. you. What a great question. I love oh, thanks.
0: I, I can't believe how much I disagree with my fellow Texans. I think you got to go like just the bacon cheeseburger and let them experience how much better the burger is. Uh, but I no need to get into the, the basics. because nah, Chris, bro,
1: that, that patty melt, man, with the Texas toast, bro, and the caramelized onions, man, and that little sauce that we put on there. I don't know what it is. I keep trying to buy it, but we don't have ATBs up here. But whatever that sauce is, bro, man, that's the... And especially after a long night, bro, you crank one of them joints, bro, you good in the morning. Good. Well,
0: if, if after a long night, if I crank out Whataburger, I'm I was already set to not be good in the morning because so that, that's that not means, all you're
4: cranking out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and, and if I, if it's like a long night or whatever, that means like at two a.m. I'm pulling up or whatever. But shout out to Whataburger for always staying twenty four seven because straight yes. that
1: up, straight up they'll
0: they'll always be there for us. Them and
1: Jack in the Box, which I haven't done in a long time, but I haven't done a long time either. Yeah. But back in the day, the jump, the junior Jumbo Jack man, I used to hold it down, bro. And Dude. and again. That's the place in which I learned you can never be unhappy ordering an Oreo milkshake. An like Oreo milkshake <laughs> is like the most happiest thing to order, man. Like, who what the a great fuck is had after downing an Oreo milkshake, man? That is that is one of the most joyful things you can ever consume. What
0: now? I want to imagine like somebody just being somber and like pulling up the dress and like. Uh, I guess I'll, uh,
1: I'll have the Oreo (laughs)
2: Like,
1: even if you were like that, like, cause like, even if you felt some type of way, like an Oreo milkshake is like there to comfort you, you know, it's, a it's like a (laughs) nice warm blanket in the middle of the night. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's beautiful. It's
3: like, uh, it's like the old joke. What's the, uh, what's the worst Oreo milkshake you've ever, or how was the worst Oreo milkshake you've ever had? Delicious. See, you know? <laughs> that's, that's, it, that's, it never, that's exactly what it is. It can't, can't dip wrong. below a certain standard.
1: You can't go wrong. Shout out Jack in the Box and their Oregon milkshakes. I'm just... <laughs> Hey, Nobody Master. I
3: believe
0: that's an old joke, but Chris, go ahead and ask your other question about food and restaurants.
1: Yeah, Master, you brought up TGI Fridays earlier. What's your go-to order there? Man, so I used to work there too. Okay. So me, me and my mom used to work together in high school. Same uh, restaurant? Uh, TJ Fridays in the airport. No, I said the same, like, physical. Location. Yeah, yeah. We used to work together. Yeah. We used to us down at okay. night. I used to make sure I held it down, helped them mop and stuff like oh, that. So, awesome. you know, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was good times. It was a little, um, my go-to order. See, I try to avoid TJ Fridays as much as I can now because I ate everything there. But I they, I just, I just saw recently, I, I went to one for breakfast a couple of weeks ago at the airport and I saw they didn't change the whole I menu. They got chicken waffles now and all this different stuff. It threw me off. Um, but I, I'm, these days, when I go there, I'm real simple with it, man. I, I just get that chicken tender, bro. I'm, I'm real basic with the shit there at TGI Friday. They got some great drinks. Um, Even though yeah, all I do. drink now is Cosmigos. So, you know, give me a Cosmigos and Chicken Flingers and T.J. Fridays and we talk. Those uh, those chain
3: restaurants, their mixed drinks are dangerous.
1: Oh, they're so dangerous, bro. So dangerous. Oh, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's insane, man. Like... <laughs> It, it, the, the part of it, too, is like there's so much sugar and alcohol, like yeah. the alcohol <laughs> thing is like a given. But like the sugar yeah. aspect of this stuff, that's why you have three or four of them. Joe. And she's like, God damn, bro, my head hurting, bro.
3: Let me throw it back to Pam. I think we, she's got another question. I didn't yeah. want to take up her time. Go ahead, Pam.
4: That's OK. I just have one more. Um, when you are determining who you want to talk to or who you want to interview what are the untold stories that intrigue you the most and draw you in?
1: Uh, I mean, we got a team for that. So we, we, we all typically discuss it and uh, we kind of move around in different areas to record. So um, all times it's like, who's in the area that we can target and locate? Uh, but in, I mean, in many instances, it's just looking for a different perspective. Mm-hmm. I think the way we approached it early on was like, it's a startup show, you know, we're not going to be able to get the top name, like people. I mean, we could possibly, but like, why waste our time with them? And also, like, you know, no disrespect to them. Like, I'm not really trying to talk to most of them because they're all like so broadcast trained and, and it's, they're, they're just a shell of themselves that their publishers or PR people want. It's like, if you ain't going to be yourself, like, don't come talk to me. Like, that's, that was really kind of mentality. Like, I want people who can be themselves and be authentic because, you know, I wanted the audience to have an authentic experience because so much of these interviews now are so f- fake, so phony. It's just, you know, it's, it, it brings off a false perception that, you know, you're doing for the, the, you know, whatever the case is, whatever you're trying to promote, but like, you know, ultimately there's a 12 year old kid watching this, you know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, like being able to share your successes, your failures, your mistakes, the fun times, the good times, and the bad times, the wide range of emotions, like you can't come in here, just always trying to sell a product. Like you just gotta be yourself and share your successes, share your failures, um, and, and be comfortable with, with, what the experiences you've had that we can just talk and have an open conversation about. Um, so I just look for genuine people. Uh, that's that's really it. Like it's just you know, and and there are a lot of them. That's the thing. It's just, it's just you know, the certain ones that we kind of continue to see being rotated in terms of athletes and stuff like that. Like they're oftentimes kind of pushed in that that spotlight, you know, or, or want to be in that spotlight to to be the face, to be the voice, whatever it is. And all respect to them, they play a role too. You know what I'm saying? And I completely respect that role. But again, like I was saying. I'm not trying to be an interchangeable part in this world. I'm trying to drive my own lane, being on the HLV lane, or toll tall road, just driving 75. You feel me? So I can't do that over there. So that's kind of mentality and perspective it comes from.
0: You driving the HOV lane by yourself?
1: Hey, man, you snitching? No. <laughs> Are you a cop? I, we can do that. a cop? Are you a cop? You snitching, dog? You snitching? Damn, bro. Y'all, y'all just... <laughs> I ain't got a car, bro. I'm Ubering everywhere right now, bro. That's, like, that's how low-key I am right now in Dallas, bro, because I came from New York to Dallas. Obviously, I didn't have a car in New York. So when I got to Dallas, I'm like, nobody's wearing masks i don't want to see nobody i don't give a fuck about nobody right now i'm chilling at the crib and I just, i'm just still chilling at the crib because motherfuckers out here are still wilding. <laughs> so <laughs> you know it's it's that perspective i don't have a car right now so i'm just i'm I'm not doing that okay for the record for the record if there is a police officer watching this i do not do that okay
0: well, well, if you ever need an HOV lane ride, dude, just give me a shout on Twitter. I'll come scoop you up and we'll fucking hit the HOV together, bro. I All right, you. bet.
1: let's make it
0: happen. You no, know, I, I do this. Not well, on
1: Sundays
4: because Flynn gets pissed when he has to start his car on Sundays. <laughs>
0: if, if you <laughs> make me walk out of my house on a Sunday, I'll fucking delete your number and blow you. I don't leave my house on Sundays.
1: <laughs> bro, it, it's football season, bro. Don't hit me up on a Sunday, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah,
0: I acted like Bastard was actually going to want to hang out with me on a Sunday.
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm smoking hookah. I am chilling at the crib and I am watching football from sun up to sundown.
3: Hookey Donchik, Hookey Donchik, <laughs> love that handle. That's a love great it. handle. Absolutely love it.
0: Jeanette, you had a follow up to something he was saying in there, and then I got to get back to Pal, who I, I'm obsessed with how targeted Pal is on this follow up from ten minutes ago. But go ahead, Jeanette.
5: Yeah, so on the topic of the untold stories, that's what your whole when you had Santana Moss on. I could not believe what he was talking about with his ankle, like what he did to play in that one game. And it's like, he can't be the only one, but he's the only guy willing to share that story. You know, so that in and of itself is like, you know, what you're you're saying is correct. There's other more polished guys that they're not going to give you that story because it's like, oh, how does that make me look that I, you know snuck in Henny and I did this thing or, you know, whatever. And he's going to just be like, no, this is what it takes to be in the league. This is what it takes to win a game, to gain the favor of your owner. And that was wild to me.
1: And and those are guys I love talking to because it's like, like you said, like it's just genuine people. They don't care. They're not here to be polished. You know what I'm saying? And I think I relate to that because that's the level in which I speak on. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to be the most polished person. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm, I'm here trying to be genuinely all things with me. Like, you know so Like, from from head to toe. So it's those kind of people. And and Santana, shout out to him, like just real genuine dude. He's always been like that. You know, I tend to, I feel like there's certain cities that kind of breed very genuine people. South Florida is among them. You know, I think Texas is among them too. Um, You know, DC, DMV area, obviously down to, uh, you know, Newport Beach, uh, Newport News area. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think there's some real genuine people in that area as well. It's just like, you just start to find these little pockets of people that like, Okay, cool. I can, I appreciate the community, which, you know, how you guys talk, how you guys move, you know what I'm saying? How you guys do your thing. And there's certain places that just kind of have a code that ends up, you know, you can see them still carrying that code despite the fact that whatever yep. success, a claim, success that they have. And Santana obviously clearly falls along that line. So uh, he, he, he spoke and was real genuine about it. I think you've seen other people be more genuine about their experiences as well. Uh, just trying to make it in the league.
0: No, I completely agree. And there's a lot of cities outside of like the major ones you mentioned in like the Midwest that are very the same, like very honest, truthful people in the Midwest and certain pockets. And I do think it is the de- geographical. And I'd say if you go the polar opposite of like the most not and most fraudulent people, you'd end up in Los Angeles. So speaking of Los Angeles, we have Powell here and <laughs> he had uh he had a follow-up. Hey,
1: hey There's some genuine people in LA too, man. They're, they're like, yo, they, uh, that's, I am that's... not a fraud. No, it's it's genuine has, as they I come. Again, that, that it,
0: setup was just for pal.
1: It depends on what side of LA you want though. You feel me? So, like, that's that's the part of it that you know. The Hollywood stuff is always oh, it's, it's funny as hell, but there's some real genuine people in LA.
0: No, we know what they are, man. We we have like a, I think a, a tenth of our podcast because I'm really good at math. It's probably from LA. Uh, so, pal, you had a follow up that's going to be like random from here, but I do love the fact that you still wanted to ask it so go.
6: Yeah, like the more time that's gone on, it's just the question, just. Especially it now. worse, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's all good. Re- though, back on it. Yeah. More reliable
1: meal. Chicken fingers and French fries or grilled cheese and French fries? Oh, bro. You got to go chicken fingers, man. Like, because you never know what cheese is in the grilled cheese. And I've, I've been realizing this as I'm trying to do like some like, you know, we're doing the whole, you know, curbside pickup and stuff like that. Like, I've I've been craving grilled cheese sandwiches lately, but I never know what cheese they're using. There's no good description. All you see on there is grilled cheese and fries. I know with chicken tenders, I know what I'm expecting. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's one of those other things, just like an Oreo. Man, if you got a chicken tenders and fries with an Oreo milkshake, man, that's one of the happiest days you ever gonna have, man. But Oreo milkshake, enough said. Like, I, yeah, I-, I, I feel like think we like the can all agree tenders, on this, kind of, it, it.
6: elevates Sometimes me. you get those chicken tenders that are just like, like eighty percent crisp, but the little bit of the chicken in the middle, and it's just disappointed. And you got like three of them, so that's just like one third of your meal already, right there. So sometimes that, that's you know, real. But with the grilled, grilled cheese, cheese, I'm like, or
1: big ass toast and grilled cheese, and that little small ass slice of craft American slice of cheese, like that to me is worse. The floor yeah. is much much lower for that. I agree, and I think
0: that well, first off, let's not just sit here and bash cheese because I think you're doing a bad thing here. Cheese is great on every grilled Phenomenal, cheese. Phenomenal. Nobody, terrific. like, nobody's sitting here no, finding, like, some geez. random, like, no, Whoa, hold on. You've no, never, no. nobody's, like, trying my Munster cheese grilled cheese. What it is, is you touched on it, the bread. Don't give me, it's, it has to be fully toasted. This needs to be a grilled cheese. This thing needs to be all the way toasted with some butter on the outside of the bread. It's people that mess up the bread, I think, in the grilled cheese. Than the cheese, I can't let you sit here and bash cheese, man. I've been pro cheese my whole life. There's been some real
6: dry chicken tendies on my end that I've gotten that I've been real upset about. So it's just like grilled cheese.
1: Sometimes it's like I cannot go wrong. I'm not trying to have Kraft American cheese, bro. That is too processed for me. That shit is nasty, bro. That's that stuff you should not be putting in your body, bro. Like you're still probably trying to process Kraft American cheese in your body that you consumed ten years ago, man. Like that, I'm good on that, bro. I'm not trying to have no single slice cheese like that's. That's where the, the line is drawn for me. And unfortunately, every single spot is going to have Kraft American cheese. Why? Because that shit is cheap. And I'm good on that. So that's where I come in. Yeah, I sound bougie as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Wanted some other cheese on that shit. But damn, I want some other cheese, bro. Like, you really?
0: know the only thing I'm still trying to process is why Powell wouldn't let go of that question ten minutes after we talked about hey, cause, it. a solid question,
6: it's a good <laughs> it's a question. question. I think bro. people want to know. No, it was a great, question, you know, a great an answer question. to this question. It's a good oh, question to debate.
0: It, of it's the most passionate I've seen Master B. You know what He's I'm saying? Really like, mad about our questioning. Hold on. Well, what kind of cheese do you use at home for your
1: grilled cheese? I don't make grilled cheese at the crib, bro. It's like one of little. If if I'm at like one of those little grilled cheese food truck joints, that's where I'm trying this joint. You feel me? Give like me
6: a grilled cheese truck. Oh, my
1: tea, God, bro. yes. They got options, bro. Preach, like like the weekend. I need options, bro. You know what have, I'm saying? Have, like have you ever
3: had a grilled cheese with bacon jam on it before? Nah,
1: not, man, you, you talk. Keep talking, salad, crispy. crispy. I had one. I had crispy. one. So
3: we went to a resort in Mexico. It was like a four-day musical fest thing. And each night, they had these little stands out by the stage. And it's all inclusive. So you can just walk up and eat as many fucking – grilled cheeses as you want and you could get all sorts of like and i know let's i don't want to i want to avoid the argument about what's a melt and what's a you know all, yeah, all different that's, types that's Fuck that it's, we're, we're it's appreciating bread and exactly cheese. exactly precisely right so oh, we're talking grilled cheeses with anything you can imagine And one of the toppings they had was bacon jam and it is the most decadent thing i've ever eaten and i got drunker and drunker and fuller and fuller mm-hmm. as the night went on and it was unreal
1: I can imagine that hitting, bro. I can
3: imagine oh, that hitting, bro. Man.
6: I was in good old Portland, Oregon, and I you know, found myself a grilled cheese truck there, and I was like sold easy right away. And let me tell you, it was really good. And uh, not that feeling to the point where I could just go around the corner to a little voodoo donuts and get mm. a nice donut as well. Yeah. So it was a nice, yeah. little, you know, nice little salty, then a nice little sweet. And I think I had some bacon on a maple bar, too. So speaking Hell of good. more bacon-like things.
5: We're just but, talking sandwiches. Uh, going this, on. Uh, these podcasts
3: always good. devolve into food. Always. will
5: you just cut her off. Stepped
0: so all over
3: like... her joke, Will. Wow. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Let's, let's no, do a no, second No, we're not. Take. No, we no, come on. No, we not. Damn so for not those to hear listening, yeah, uh,
0: Jeanette tried to get the word- sorry, Sandwiches as hard as you can joke off, and Chris <laughs> ruined it and stepped on it. Uh, hey. Side <laughs> note, always put hot sauce on a grilled cheese if you're a hot sauce fan. Real quick. Every
1: grilled
6: cheese I'll ever have. Big
7: fan of hot sauce. Steak sauce, not so much.
1: <laughs> you know, steak sauce so trash. <laughs>
6: you got hot sauce in that bill, Master, have Master. you ever, have you been to cookout in yeah. North Carolina? Yeah, yeah.
1: When I was coming to Washington Post, we used to go down to Richmond for training camp, and I would always make sure, like, I would get cookout, like, every other cookout. day. That's the only place yeah. which I would ever get it. So that's,
3: that's what I fuck with all the time. That oh, is that my fast happened. food place to go. Get a cookout tray, big double burger, bacon style, two chicken wraps, uh, yeah, and uh, a and, uh, large drink, or or an oreo milkshake i was just
1: thank you finish my sentence you where i was going with this absolutely 100 they shakes they amazing bro amazing yeah, they're, they're, they're I, and they got so many choices And this one of those places where, like i would like to dive into these other spots but will they be as good as an oreo milkshake yeah I don't think nah, so. nah. It, it, no.
0: unless you like live in the carolinas if you go through carolina you gotta go to cookout it's Have to. the best thing
1: that's there. We're it makes me it's the only thing that makes me out. are y'all all right. see, yeah, it's I, so see, it still makes yeah. me miss Fayetteville. North Carolina came through with Cookout, but they, they was capping on on Bojangles. Bojangles pretty hit or miss. I, I yeah, Bo remember. time.
2: My my no, local Bojangles, the time. one right up
3: the street. Look, we're proud of two things here: uh-huh. Michael Jordan and Cookout.
1: At this point,
3: and and Bojangles, like you said, it's hit or miss. But the one near my house is is on point all the time. Yeah, our Bojangles, ladies know what they're so doing.
1: All right. I think so, I was having some in D.C. And I think that's where. But again, I tried in North Carolina, too, because I was down there for the. I interviewed Cody and Caleb Martin when they were still in college. OK. And that's how we was actually bonding because they, they knew some Texas dudes and they was all talking about Whataburger. I know some North Carolina dudes, so we was talking about Bojangles and Um So then when I was down there, I was like, cool, let me just make sure I wasn't tripping. Like, this is good. Nah, mid. Very mid. Biscuits are hard as hell. I don't up. <laughs> <out>. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, Bojangles is not good. But. Somebody who knows nothing, or I imagine has no clue what the hell we're talking about in the Carolinas with Bojangles and Cookout, is uh, Morgan from Australia. Morgan, a I have, clue. Yeah, not she's a clue. looking at us like, what the fuck are you Americans who have spread disease for the last year <laughs> mm-hmm. talking about? How <laughs> have you not already died by your diet, let alone okay your right.
7: health? Like, seriously, how do you even fit in the fucking screen, you giant assholes? <laughs> I don't understand, but... Can I have I have a fast food question.
1: What's up?
7: Um, why is there a fast food restaurant that's not open on Sundays?
1: And that's Lord's Day.
7: Well the Lord's fucking hungry too. I'm
1: gonna tell you like, something. It's Lord's Day, okay?
7: It's just not okay. It's not okay. It, it, I've, I've held this in for a year and a half. Guys, this is your biggest problem. Open Sundays for church restaurant and cowboys,
1: okay? That's it. Church Cowboys barbecue. That's it. Dallas Cowboys? Dallas Cowboys. That's it. That's all that matters. It's, it, it, what's crazy? My city was like one of the last cities, Irving. It was like one of the last cities to, uh, into Irving. It it had an alcohol ban where they banned sales of alcohol to about a decade ago. Hmm. And the whole entire state has some weird rules about Texas, like buying alcohol sales on Sundays. Like, basically, like you can't have fun without Christians. <laughs> you can't eat good food out, Chris. Uh-huh. Like they want to be as inclusive as possible in the experience, and so I, that's that is my reasoning. That is my reasoning for you. I hope it makes sense. I think in it definitely. makes sense to me. It Probably makes sense to the other Americans here. But that's all I got.
7: <laughs> I, I've been to Irving, and I didn't know there was an alcohol ban. I stayed at the Gaylord Texan. It was lovely.
1: Oh I mean, yeah, the one uh here in Grapevine.
7: Yeah, in Grapevine. Yeah, never coming. Uh, yeah. Never coming back. No, it's true.
1: Oh,
7: um, I, I I got on this like I went to the. I went to Cowboys stadium on the tour thing. Was so no how how long ago was, was it? AT&T uh, stadium? Yeah, the
1: old AT- stadium? AT&T. Okay. Because um, the, okay. the old stadium old is, stadium is, was in Irving. So yeah, I, yeah, I like to take a lot of pride in saying the Cowboys haven't been good since they stadium moved out of my city. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's
7: what happens. When you, yeah. when you move away from your roots and you forget who you were and you try to be something that you're not, then oh, you lose, oh, you lose oh, your identity. <laughs> hey. Not too far now. You lose I, your identity. The, the but Cowboys, I I liked the
1: stadium. It was pretty. Cow, Cowboys make- still America's team now. I mean they, they, yeah. I don't know if they London's team. I don't know who London's team is. I was actually in London for the Washington football game versus the Cincinnati Bengals when there was a tie 27-27. I was there at that game. And I swear to God, I was first time at Wembley, beautiful. Uh, great experience. Why were there so many Bengals fans there? That made no sense to me. I don't know if they were paid. I don't know if they were, uh, you know what I'm saying, if they just gave out flags or jerseys, but there were a lot of Bengals fans, and it made no sense because we barely have any Bengals fans here.
0: Now I need to get to why uh, Master's feeling very awkward as he stared at us stare back at him in the Zoom. <laughs> Do you think we need to, everybody please unmute because I need this to be, come out as a true re- Master. Do you think that when I introduced Morgan from Australia, that she was from London –
1: Oh, I mean she's gonna have money. Oh damn, y'all really uh, do
7: it, Someone get this motherfucker a map. I'm like <laughs> I'm
1: like, why would they lie to me? She she says she's from-, say she
7: from London. Like uh, You I'll, sound I'll like take you're it. from London.
3: No no no, she's uh, Master, she is in Australia, not England.
7: Oh, oh yeah. Mom damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: That's
0: that's <laughs> I, that's that's the uh, discrepancy. Oh, hold on. Even worse, Master thought she was American just now and thought we made a bigger. <laughs> yeah, life.
3: yeah. He he okay. thought, damn, that's really good accent work. <laughs> <laughs> Shit.
1: All right. uh, the I, am a, <laughs> I am I <laughs> re- am
3: <laughs> I am
7: really talented. <laughs> I am actually from Australia.
1: Oh, oh God. God. Okay, what part of Australia? I'm from Melbourne. Okay, that's what's up. I I had um in college. Two of my roommates were were from Australia. They got us into Aussie Rules football.
7: Oh, Marcy, you're my favorite person ever. Even see, though you I it
5: listen
1: up. to I where it I was from. Look, at that. Look, at that. <laughs> Look hey,
5: See,
7: hey that's how fickle I am. Just like that, bam,
2: yeah. got me.
1: We was up till three a.m. watching that stuff. It actually it's very entertaining. i ain't gonna lie, like it's it's very entertaining. But there's that yeah. one team that's basically the Yankees that kicks everyone's ass. I forgot their name. Um, they wear black jerseys.
7: They so said, "This is my team," and they're the Magpies, and they're black and white. And Back
3: hmm. yes, yes. Oh, you've so just become Morgan's good. favorite Hit, yeah. guest of all kick time, saving hands view. down, hands down. You
7: said we kick everyone's ass. We finished second last in the ladder. Oh, who won? I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, not asked. We're fucking terrible this year, but usually good. Who, who won last year? Uh, Richmond. They're black and yellow. I ain't never heard of them. are yeah, the Golden Eagles. <laughs> that, is the Gold Coast Suns the West Coast Eagles? Yeah, West Coast Eagles.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that,
7: yeah, they beat they beat us in 2018.
1: Okay, so that that was my co- um my roommates, th- that was their favorite team. So they would always root for them and they root against the Magpies. Okay, I hate
7: them.
1: But again, I, I like to root for the good team, so you know. Yeah.
7: Well, they they're okay. They're whatever. They're yeah.
1: plastic. Absolutely. But my but bad. we're like we're like the Cowboys or the Yankees. I am sorry for thinking you're from London and I'm also That's sorry okay. for thinking you're from America. I
7: probably I probably started there like back when.
1: You're from a much better place.
7: I am, correct. The sun shines here. Yeah.
0: I love that he was just like doing all this love to London, and then he just took them out by saying how shitty they are compared to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, how that he knows Morgans from exactly Australia.
1: Right. Hey, I, I respect been dying that, to go to Australia, bro. I've been dying. I respect the My pivot. I like it. That's such a great time. Hey, it's still love to London, but when I went, it was cool. I just can't fuck with the weather.
7: No, that's it's exactly right. I've, I'll never go there because I don't want to be that depressed. It's They're... so depressing. It's so depressing.
1: No. Again, you go to, uh, what is it? Uh, the Soul area is fun. You know what I'm saying? They got some great food. I had some great dumplings there when I was there. That's, man, I can't wait to go back to go try, eat those dumplings because there was a spot. Same restaurant existed in America, but they shut them all down. I'm hot because that food was so good. But yeah, it, you know the game was great, all that stuff. But Australia's always sunny, bro. Like Sydney seems like a great time. Melbourne seems like a great time.
7: Yeah, Sydney, su- Sydney sucks, but Melbourne's great. Come here. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. All right. There we go. <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't right. not. I just realized, like, I'm like, it's, I'm like a 90s TV cartoon right now. And I was like, well, I'm trying to smile.
0: Yeah, you're good. Turn us some light. We'll take a quick break, actually. Uh, I'm actually going to take six seconds. I need to get some water though. So <laughs> when he comes back, uh, Chris, just take it over. Okay. Let me white
2: bounce real quick.
7: Hi Pam. Hi Jeanette. No, hi to you, Will. Hi Morgan. <laughs>
3: Hello. I learned what dunny paper is tonight. You
7: did learn something today. Every <laughs> day I want to. Every day I want to teach you something, Will.
3: I I'm thrilled about that. Does
4: Master when, know what dunny paper is? When I
7: when I read it, I lost. I couldn't stop
4: laughing because it was like you thought it was a newspaper or something.
3: <laughs> I did. I thought it was like the the funny pages or something. Master, uh, do you know what dunny paper is? Dunny paper? Nah. It's toilet paper uh done i've been watching this show on fx uh called mr in between and it uh takes place in australia and some there's a line this this woman gets mad at her husband for not bringing the dunny paper home and i asked morgan what it was earlier and learned that it was toilet paper that's australian uh terminology for toilet paper so
1: i, I will also say like food wise i don't know what that thing is that y'all be using for spread on toast <laughs> vegemite Oh, my God. Oh, that is gross. <laughs> Master,
3: the very first episode of this, I think, or one of the first, like probably mm-hmm. the second or third.
7: Second episode.
3: Yeah, I tried Vegemite on air uh, and recorded myself tasting it. And oh, my God god yeah, yes, it's right. still like i can the moment somebody says the name i i my mouth gets overwhelmed with that sensation of, of what it right.
7: was we're going uh, to make a vegemite crossfit let's go
3: yes exactly exactly
1: master i got a quick question
3: about i got, um, I got
1: one more thing australia to say oh yeah because yeah. when the olympics was in australia in 2000 my, my world history class for some reason made us memorize walty matilda so i still know some lines of walty matilda
3: would you like to go perform you overcomp- them right comp- well, nah, you're, nah. you're overcompensating. That's as
1: far as I'm going. Go. You're
0: overcompensating <laughs> right, like crazy
1: right now. Oh, it's it's, it's great though because these this is all facts. Like I'm not bullshitting. I believe you. I can tell you. I believe you.
0: But it's like you're showing your bona fides of like how you you're not oh, confusing Australia with London. No,
2: I love it.
1: I was so <laughs> the one thing I've like I've, I've liked about COVID that I've been able to stay inside, but I'm hot because, man, I was raised to just travel the world. Like the previous year before COVID, I hit, I was in Israel. I was in Greece. Uh, I had a trip mapped out. Obviously shutdown happened in March. I had a trip mapped out in April, uh, to go to uh, Brussels, Belgium, which sounds very odd, but one of my homies told me it was beautiful. And I was planning on hitting Brussels, Belgium before I even hit up Paris. You know what I'm saying? Just off, cause I'm, I'm not trying to hit the like the, the common spots. I want to hit up these sure, little tech spots. Sure. So I was going to go to Brussels, Amsterdam, and it hit up like, you know, a coast, coastline of Italy. I forget where it was supposed to be at. Uh, and just kind of do this quick two week or three week backpack tour. All that shit got canceled. Most I've been able to go during COVID. I've been hit, able to hit up Hawaii. Hawaii is beautiful. That's my spot. I love getting away, going to Hawaii. Um, but man, I'm itching to travel, man. I'm itching to travel. And like now I'm like, I can't wait till the world opens back up. Cause I'm like, I definitely want to hit up Japan. I want, I want to make sure I hit up either, I'm debating between New Zealand or Australia, but I, I also want to hit up like, I don't know if it's Vietnam or one of those other countries, Indonesia.
7: Yeah, Indonesia. Huh? Indonesia. You been there? Yep. And Pam used to live in Japan.
1: Oh, where? Did she
4: oh never of course. talks
7: about
0: it.
4: I never talk about it, so a lot of people don't know. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's a lie. That's dinner. a lie, I master. Talk about it fifty-seven times a day.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my homie. Uh, he was there. Actually, he was. He was building some stuff. Pre-COVID for the Olympics, there, uh, I think he was actually involved in uh, building the uh, uh, what was it the, uh, the Super Mario Brothers world. In Osaka. Oh, cool! Oh, wow! Yeah. And he was explaining all the thought processes on stuff and what was going on there, and he was explaining to me like the different thought process they have to like like planning and infrastructure. We're like J- Japanese people; they will not touch a single instrument until every single process is thought out, and then from there they will act. We're like us it's here is like. You got money, all right. Bet say less. All right, let's figure out the cheapest <laughs> yeah. way we can do this
2: shit. Yep, absolutely. go. You
1: know what I'm saying? It, it's like a completely different thought process. Where it's just it's very reactionary here. We're like, cool. You know, we're just gonna go at and just kind of get the quick grab and not think of long term consequences. But there, everything's just so thought through and so yeah, it takes longer time. But it's it's gonna be a lot more sustainable and, and longevity wise. It's gonna last. So I want to be immersed in that kind of. I want to be immersed in these different worlds like that, man. Where I can appreciate that, learn from that, take from that. Uh, Martellus Bennett on the episode, he was talking about how he was he had a a tour guide that Tom Brady recommended to him that kind of was spending some time with him when he spent 30 days in Japan. And I wanna, at some point, whenever I make that trip to Japan, I'm gonna hit a Mart- uh, Martell's Bennett so I can figure out who that person is. I, I definitely want to make that happen. All right, if Master- you come back,
0: if you come back I'm looking sorry. 10 years younger from hanging out with somebody Tom Brady recommended, we're gonna have some <laughs> for you. Wait, say again? I say, if you come back uh, looking ten years younger after hanging out with somebody Tom Brady recommended, we're gonna have some questions for you. All right? I mean,
1: I already look like I'm fucking eighteen, dog. Like, I mean, at that point, like <laughs> eight. Like, you know, like I don't, I don't know, like that's one of the very. Uh, I, I didn't really appreciate this a couple years back, but now I love this shit. I always had a baby face. I always look very young. I'm trying my hardest to grow facial hair. It's not working, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But it's all gravy. Cause like again, it's it's. I'm keep. I'm looking young. You know what I'm saying? My skin clean. You know what I'm saying? My my nails clean, you know what I'm saying? Hair looking good. Like I'm I'm good, bro. I'm good. Skin clean's a weird
0: <laughs> Oh yeah, bro. Guy. <laughs> Come on, bro. Chris I, I don't know who the dog is yelling at me. I'm so
3: confused.
4: It's my Chris. dog, sorry.
3: Oh. Your dog. Master, as far as traveling places, uh just a couple weeks ago I went to Yellowstone and Montana oh, cool. and Idaho. I don't know if you've ever been out that way. Um it's like a different planet, man, and it's it's so cool because like everything is so spread out. It's a national park, so like you're not on top of each other, and it's all open air and stuff. Cannot recommend it high, highly enough. Um, I got a question about uh shooting pool and uh untold stories. So is this like are you just a, a pool shooter to
1: begin with? Like is that kind of why you wanted to choose that environment? Man, I haven't played pool in a couple of years before I did this show. <laughs> all right. Um. Yeah. The pool hall for me was more so like it. The last time I actually shot pool was at a player's crib because they usually have pool tables. So it's just a very conversational activity to do, and I was just Absolutely. trying to find something that can kind of serve as you know something I can do with my hands, something that the guests can do with their hands. Because I there's a there's a strange energy that exists when it's just two chairs sitting across from each other with a bunch of lights on. It's like it's very abnormal. No one has fucking conversations like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's so trying to find a way to, like, if the environment's conversational, then the conversation's going to clearly be a lot more conversational. So I chose the pool hall. I grew up in the rec center literally a couple of minutes down from where I'm living at right now, and that's what we did. We played pool. After we shot hoops and stuff like that for a couple hours, we go in the game room, shoot pool, flip on ESPN, and just talk shit, and so about whatever topic we want to talk about. And it, oftentimes, to me, those were kind of some of the best environments for conversations that I've had uh, growing up in my childhood. And when I'm in these rooms and, and in these – you know, in these cribs with athletes and, and we shooting pool and, you know, we're drinking and whatever the case is, like it replicates that. Cause they've had a shared experience in that same way too. So it, it brings out a shared environment, a shared experience that oftentimes a lot of people in these spaces have had to some capacity that brings them back to that space. So it, it was very well thought out in terms of like how that could work. So it wasn't just like, a, Oh yeah, you know, I love to do this shit. Yeah. You know, it was, it was more so like, what's the best environment. And I will figure this shit out. Like I always do. So, and I haven't even. It's funny in the pool halls that we go to, the owners are always watching this shit because you know, got athletes in, and they just you know, want to geek out of shit. Um, there's so many fucking owners. It's like well, you got to come back here. I got to teach you how to really shoot. And I'm like, nah, fuck that, dog. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm literally still shooting like I did when I was nine years old. When I was like too proud, too 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 proud, <laughs> too proud to ask anybody for help. I'm like, fuck it, right. I'll just figure this shit out and <laughs> beat y'all ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, that's that's me. It's like. It's hard for me to, I'm, I'm, I'm very prideful of being able to figure this shit out. I don't like asking for help, but then however the fuck I figure it out, I'm going to beat your ass. You know what I'm saying? And when I beat your ass, it's not going to look like the way that people are accustomed to doing. You're like, how the fuck is this shit working? It's like, I don't know, but you owe me 25 cents, bro. What's up? You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. I'm still shooting you- like that. Just for like, for me, I think it's more so to take me back to that space, take me sure. back to that, to that game room, take me back to that environment in which I was in that I appreciated so much and, and, kind of remind me my why each and every single action I do like I'm reminding my purpose of what I'm doing this for
5: it also sounds like these uh pool hall, pool hall owners have never heard of editing
1: oh yeah yeah but like sometimes they be they they they, they zoom in real because you know it looks really cool and they zoom close <laughs> in my hands as I'm shooting and stuff like that and I'll get some comments from some people too they're like ah oh, I'll beat your ass this this and this I'm like, all right cool what's up let's let's let's, do it then. let's play let's yeah. let's put down on it what's up
0: we're becoming like a professional athlete, so I give a shit to play with you right now. Like, don't worry, we're not gonna be playing each other soon. Like, quit <laughs> exactly. There, there's so, the flex. Like, hey, man, until hey. you until you become super, just get the fuck up off my mentions. We're not playing pool together.
6: Uh,
3: <laughs> you can, some to be, of the a,
0: oh,
2: some
0: ahead.
3: of the best conversations I I have ever had have been around a pool table. I grew up when my my dad got one when I was like twelve, thirteen years old. Um, and then some of my best friends that I'm still friends with to this day, uh, I made by inviting them over to my house and shooting pool. So I love that as a, a concept for an interview because you're absolutely right. The unnatural uh, chair across from a chair thing is just you get the canned answers, you get the media polished, uh, scripted shit all like all far too often if you have something an activity for them to do they let down their guard so it's a it's a brilliant thing that you've got going on there um little little psychological warfare thing if you ever want to deploy this my dad used to whoop mine and my friend's asses at pool like every time we thought we were going to win finally we're going to beat this old man he would come back and run the table and just and and annihilate us but Exactly. If we ever got to the eight ball before him, he would very calmly, he wouldn't look at the table. He'd just pick up a stick and he'd go put it on the wall. (laughs) <laughs> and he and he'd start heading for the door, and it would fuck us up every single time. It never failed. So if you ever want to use that just against your friends, I'm sure you don't want to like you know kind of you know show up your your interview subject or anything.
1: Oh well, no, I, but if we ever playing for money, I'm definitely pulling it. <laughs> <you. laughs>
3: just do that. Just go ahead and just walk in and make sure you get it on back on the rack or back in the stand before they take their shot. And that's that's just my
1: last little bit of parting advice for you.
0: Well, well hold on. I know you don't want to show up your guest, but do you keep track of your record? Do you know your Win I mean,
1: I forget what my record is. Like, I'm not going to front the first season. I'll start off with, like, I was ass, bro. I was playing terrible. <laughs> uh, I think more so, I was like, I was nervous because, like, I'm like, I don't care how this pool thing works. Like, make sure I get the conversation. Yeah. Um, And I was kind of very broke. Yeah, Again, like, it's going back to the robot thing where it's like, all right, I got to learn the rules for, like, this space that we're creating and I can break them from there. So, as it kept going on, though, now lately, oh, man, my pool game. My pool, my pool game nice, bro. That, like, that, I forgot which <laughs> episode it was recently that we shot. I don't know if it's aired not, uh, yet or, or it hasn't, but there was one bro where I was like, we had we had to pause for a quick minute because I was hitting about three or four balls in in a, in a row, and the other person like, oh damn, okay, like, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Where before they're like, man, this the purse y'all brought out. I'm just like, man, I'm just here to do an interview, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now you know what I'm saying. The interview's nice. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the pool shooting's getting better. You know, like I'm, I'm, it, yeah. There's a different level of confidence now when I'm when I'm stepping in that pool table.
0: Yeah, I imagine like playing pool is like a stressful, like not stressful, but you have to just be chill. That's why a lot of people, I think it's like the one thing we can all agree that most people actually are better at when they drink, uh, opposed to other things that we think we're better at when we drink because, and I'm not saying get drunk and play pool and think you're great, but you're relaxed, not focusing. I imagine your first year on a job where you know you're interviewing big guests is not the easiest, easiest position to be in to just be like, let me relax and not worry about the situation I'm in. But yeah,
1: I think, I think in this one, like, I mean, I'm, 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 I've been in locker room. So it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm accustomed to talking to athletes and, and big or small. You know what I'm saying? This was just different because it had my name on it, you know? Yeah. And that's where it was, it was like a completely different level of pressure because, you know, I've been setting myself up to be in this position where I could, you know, I've been, I've been wanting to host a show, you know? So like, again, when I told you I was looking up to Dan Labatar's, Jamel Hills, Michael Smith, like, this is my shot. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is what I worked up for. This was, this was the pathway which was mapped out in front of me that I took. And here I am. So what you going to do with it? And it's never for me just like, that's enough. Like, I'm like, no, nah, I got to body this because what's the point of getting here if I'm just going to put up two points? You know what I'm saying? No, I'm trying to drop 40 every night. So that's just kind of been the perspective. And that's kind of where it was, where I knew I could get at the bare minimum the question part right. Because I knew the, I had the instincts for that in terms of like, you know, the charisma, the the conversational aspect. You know what I'm saying? All the other stuff, playing pool, all this, you know, moving around, looking, looking casual like that part just took time and i was cool with that as long as i had the question part because i I feel like you could have a good interview you could tell a good story people gonna come back they don't they're gonna rock with you they're gonna see the growth and they'll be seeing the evolution i think that's been the cool part about the season so far is just people like yo this has been the best season yet and as you've seen like other people trying to duplicate the show you know i'm saying there's a clear distinction in terms of what we got going on and how more developed it is in comparison to where these other people are at and and, you know i'm saying no disrespect to them in any kind of way but it's like we've we've been doing this for a couple years now. We've been the source for a lot of these people's inspiration. And so naturally, like, we're, we're going to look more refined. And I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm proud of the team. I'm proud of everybody involved with it just to continue elevating the bar and, and continue raising the bar. Um, cause that's, that's, that's been the expectation that goes from the jump.
0: No. And yeah, I, I think, I think what you've done has been very clear about not being concerned with, I guess, what's expected. And I think it's probably why the show found you. I know you were out there and you were asking Bo. I don't think if a normal John Doe in sports media who just happened to know Bo, text Bo to ask me Dan Levitard, Bo's going to, yeah, I'll make this happen. I think that's a reflection of who you are more than a reflection. As much as we love Bo and Dan around here, I think that's a more of a reflection of who you are. Jeanette had a question for you, and I have a question that I don't know if you're going to answer or not uh because I know it's been an hour, so if you got to go, you got to go. we'll We'll do these two, and I'm sure Eric has the most amazing question you'll ever be asked. Uh but Jeanette, go ahead first because i am not sure I'm gonna get an answer from mine
5: mm-hmm. um, so I noticed that you are in really into crypto, so
0: can
1: Hell you, yeah can now you, we're talking can Yo. you tell us
5: where does this come from? what are you what do you wanna make us aware about it for those of us that are not in crypto um, the floor is yours,
1: yeah. I appreciate you for asking this question. It has been an obsession of mine since COVID hit because hmm. once sports stopped, I'm like, Oh, this shit is very fickle. You know what I'm saying? And for me, it was like, I don't know when sports is going to come back or how COVID is going to play out, but obviously we're going to be here for a minute. So my whole thing was, I mean, I've always told my, and, and, and believe this, like before I ever knew journalism or I wanted to be a journalist or I wanted to be a host, I'm a hustler, you know what I'm saying? So I'm always going to hustle. and am trying to figure out what I can do. And so naturally, I was kind of already moving in this transition of like, you know, trying to invest more, this, this, and that. But now being still like, this provided the opportunity for me to do so, as it did for a lot of people. And so, um, yeah, I got a, I got a big homie of mine uh, who was, you know, talking about this. And like, because I was like, man, I should buy some housing right now. The house market look good. Let me flip a couple of houses. He's like, nah, like you should look into crypto. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I knew what Bitcoin was and I knew part of what cryptocurrency was because Nipsey Hussle would always post it on his IG. But I would always look at that shit. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that shit is. That's some rich people shit. Like, do your thing, bro. Like, handle that. But then kind of understanding it now, it's, it's the financial world runs the world. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's everything that we do in terms of finance currency. Like, it it is the, the, the true foundation and, and basic elementary. Like, it is. it it is the bare bones of our existence in terms of how does the global economy operates. And as you start to see the currencies and the fiat currency model that has existed now for 50 years in this space that it has, where it's clearly not backed by, by gold at all uh, it's, it's, it's crumbling. And a big portion of that, a reason for that was because of the recession crisis uh, where people started making up all these different rules and turning You know, you know, all these different loans and and obviously they all defaulted and and crumbled the economy. But all these rules are just being made up. Mm -hmm. And so. Everyone's trying to avoid a situation like that. And. To me, I feel like blockchain, I wouldn't say crypto, but I would say blockchain is the technology that is going to disrupt the financial world and ultimately replace and and change the way we look at currency. it already is very digital as it is like I don't know how many times you guys have carried cash these days. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's all very digital in the space. But blockchain now is like a very uh, like it's hard to penetrate the the, the creation of, of what a blockchain technology and, and, and how a blockchain operates. And I'm still learning a lot of it. Like I'm, I'm watching like the SEC commissioner chairman, uh, Gary Gensler. Uh, he has like a series of lectures that he did at MIT in fall 2018 where he explains money and blockchain. And explains like in the very, bare basics of it, how all this stuff works. But I, it's not impossible to hack it, but it's, it's like the, the odds of you trying to hack is like one divided by 10 to like the 60th power. You know, it's, it's very, very, very challenging to try and break and hack into a blockchain system network. And so these possibilities allow for, you know, CBDC, central bank digital currencies, and ultimately we'll be to the space where we will have like a digital dollar or digital yuan in China. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. And that whole network in which things have operated on, it's all going to be replaced into something that is more faster for us to move. Example here. If I got bank A and you got bank B and I'm trying to wire you money, you know, it'll take three to five days in the traditional wire. That's, you know, that's why we have the Venmos and the Zells trying to find different ways in which we can do this shit faster. But if I wired money straight to you, it would take three to five days in this current model that it has. But through blockchain, there's opportunities where you can move that money in instantaneously in seconds and you can do it for like two pennies. You know what I'm saying? And that allows you to have the money faster so you can go spend that money on what you need. You know, same thing if, like, your employer was able to give you your money that you're pay- being paid every single day instead of waiting every two weeks for the process and the system to work, It your life would be different. You'd be moving in a different way. You'd be able to operate in a different way, in a different manner. And so, but these, these possibilities exist because of blockchain, where the world is moving so fast, but the infrastructure we have is still based off some shit people created in 1950, 1960. It, it doesn't work. So, this allows the technology, the infrastructure to, to keep up with the pace in which we're moving. And ultimately, now you'll be in a position where you can include people in the financial world that you know weren't banked. I think there's like two billion people in the world that don't have banks and access to banks. So now it's a true globalized effort here where you can literally have every single person in the world involved in the economy and operating the economy, where you can have a person who's a painter in Kenya now having the opportunities to sell something to you and having a process that is it's much more feasible to that person without dealing with the overages and, ex- and expenses and all the other things that come with it. So that's where it's going to change in the financial world. I don't know. I'm fucking mansplaining like a motherfucker right now. But no, it, it's ultimately, answer, that technology, like, like everyone's time. right now trying to do a quick cash grab and all this stuff. And I get it. And, and obviously, I'm in that race, too. But the technology, if you have something that's so reliable and so dependable like that, now you're looking at something like smart contracts, which what that does is like your employer can no longer lie to you about what the fuck they making and what your worth is. Smart contracts will be a very transparent way for you to see what your number is, what your figure is, how much you made, what your value is, and they see it too and it's agreed upon. No more having to negotiate a bargain for your price when the price is very fixated on the blockchain because of smart contracts. And they can't bullshit you if they owe you money, you know what I'm saying, where, you know, you wait for that that freelance check that ain't coming in two months, three months, whatever it is. Through smart contracts, you can operate in a different manner as a result of that, where maybe you can get that money instantaneously now instead of waiting 30 days, 60 days to apply for that. And so now you start to see these different patterns. There's things like our vaccine cards that we have, the paper cards, like
2: mm-hmm.
1: all that will be, we're kind of already accessible to it in terms of like Google wallet, Apple wallets, but our IDs are going to be on blockchains, our, our vaccine cards are going to be on blockchains, our health IDs going to be on blockchain, everything that we know is going to be on blockchain. So now mm-hmm. for me, I'm obsessed with trying to understand how this world is going to exist in blockchain by the end of the decade and what are ways in which, you know, I can help contribute to that disruption. Because everything in which we're seeing and how things are operating right now. For the most part, most of it's gonna change as a result of blockchain. And you may notice it, you may not notice it in some areas, you will notice it in others though. But I, I I'm a whole I I believe in this technology wholeheartedly and I I'm trying to figure out ways in the financial world and the media world uh to to incorporate this technology as it continues to become from uh uh, an early adopter to early majority stage of annotation. I nerded yeah. the fuck out to that shit. I would tell you no, that. that was, right. No, we love no, it. That, we that
5: was great. I, yeah,
0: that like, was... Yo, I, it's I, crazy because I, I make
1: fun of sports nerds, but like, yo, when it comes to this money, I'm a nerd. I'm
0: talking you No, I No, <laughs> I, 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 I have way more questions. But Morgan,
7: no, go. No, no you go because mine doesn't relate to this. You go.
0: Yeah, but you're in another continent. Ask your question.
7: And you're below a meter high, so you go.
0: <laughs> so, all right, two things. One, can we have you back To just explain, like legitimately, if we had like a part of you explaining just cryptocurrency, because I'm curious to actually understand it. And I don't. And I'm somebody that like I'm genuinely dumb. I would love that. I would love that. Okay, so we can make that happen. Okay, I'm dead serious because and the other thing is the one and I just thought of this as you were talking. So this is probably an ignorant question. When you explain the way blockchain versus crypto and I don't know if they're it seems like they have similarities, but they may be different the one thing I thought of was still the people data thing, right? Like the reason that three to five days uh is the bank thing is they need to make sure this person has the funds regardless of who they are, regardless of their age. And so as long as it was there, they'll give it. And there's always a risk with immediate money transaction. And that risk, I'm sure, comes with insurance companies on the other side that are also making a bunch of money. But what I'm saying is, are they taking the data and kind of ruin it, getting rid of that risk by selling the data in exchange for the risk?
1: So you raise up a great question. The thing about why it takes so long, None of these banks trust each other. And in the meantime, that three to five days, by the time they take your money out, bro, they flipping that shit real quick on the market real quick yeah, to take some money off that shit. Then they're going to give it to Bank of America. Bank of America going to do what it do too. And they're going to give it to me. You know what I'm saying? So that's the thing is that they, and, and on top of that, they charge you $50 for that, you know? So it's it's, they make money every single step of the way. And that's what it is. Other part of this too is that the system that creates that to connect all these different banks uh, is is a network called SWIFT, and SWIFT is like a, an old archaic telephone system. You know what I'm saying? The thing about SWIFT too is SWIFT doesn't have liquidity, so SWIFT is like a media. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a median, a mediator in between these different banks that allows them to communicate with one another, but it doesn't have any liquidity, so it doesn't it, it can't it, it can't say yeah they got the money we're good here we got the assets we can just shift that over really smoothly. But with cryptocurrency and, and and some of these blockchain technologies that exist and networks that exist, there are bridge currencies that exist. I'm I'm huge in XRP, and XRP serves as a bridge currency that allows you to be like, okay, they have they have the liquidity, we can move it on their ledger, and it will literally transfer from one account to another in seconds for two pennies. I have
0: I have two things. First off, did you say liquidity instead of liquidity?
1: I I know that's not the that's liquidity.
0: Point. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you said lick. Uh, I'm sorry. I, oh, You're thinking
5: bad. of milkshakes? The Oreo milkshakes? Yes, <laughs> uh,
0: second thing that will, the only thing that can make this more awkward is I'm going to let everybody else host here for five seconds while I go take care of a baby. Oh, you know, can you I'm bring also him also back? Professional pod. I will not bring him back. I'm down. but uh Because I need to ask this question to Master, and it will not be more than a minute. So please don't leave, Master. And I know this is the worst way to do a professional podcast but thank That's you all good. We, we don't
7: do a professional podcast so it's okay um so i'm in char- i'm in charge now thank god Ooh. he's gone um the, sorry other ladies Hi. Yeah. Oh, what's up? Right. yeah so we we need we need financial advice because we have um ivy park addictions and we need to stop <laughs> buying shit. yeah um no but in the we get sponsored oh yeah we need we need we need added to sponsor us in the meantime um digital wallet so Unlike my iPhone, I have a digital wallet, like everyone does, and it has my vaccination card in it. Why do you guys not have vaccination cards in your Apple wallets?
1: Because again, we don't think about shit; we just do shit, and it—that's how, like, that's how, like, archaic our system is. It's that old where people are gonna just go to paper and not realize. You can know, all stuff technologically speaking. Like, you can—we can do a similar system. It's just <laughs> y'all are better prepared for this stuff. Clearly, as it shows with the COVID. The uh, way that you guys handle COVID, the way that you guys continue to handle COVID, we don't think about things. We we're all about our civil liberties, and anytime the government interferes on something, it's tyranny. So, it. I like, blame, blame there it is, people.
7: right there. Everyone, no, don't steal I, my no one steal my identity. There I am, COVID nineteen <laughs> vaccination. No,
5: no, I think it's also because it's it's not like on the federal level, so I, I think that has something to do with it. Because in California, we do have that one because my son ended up losing his card. And we just went to the Cali- state of California. Oh, California Health. has digital cards? And they sent him a QR code and it has this whole thing. And it's like, save this, uh, a screenshot of this and you're good. You
7: have to go somewhere? Like, I can access this digital certificate anytime I want. Get a new phone, it's there.
4: Digital certificate.
7: But yeah, like, I don't have some yeah. stupid piece of paper. It's because it hurts, we're a day hurts, ahead, it hurts, isn't it? it, it? it is
4: is we're what- <laughs> <laughs> living in the future, Morgan. That's
7: what, it's what it is. We're living in the future. We're a day
1: ahead. It really is. And, and I think at some point, I think New York is at that space now where they're able to do with Apple wallets. And I saw there was another app that's like able to do that stuff now too. But I, like you said, I think, I think you brought up a great point that it is on the states and I live in Texas. So it is man. okay yeah.
7: though, because there's, there's only seven of us that have been vaccinated here. So it's easy to, easy to yeah. organize.
5: Cause, cause what I've read is that in the state of California, once you have your, you've gotten your vaccine and that information, the agency that vaccinated you, they submit it directly to the state. So it's in the database that you re, that you received it. So even if you go to like your doctor's office and you don't present it or whatever, there's still a record of that. You just have to put in, as always, it's like your name, your social and the, like the, the phone number or something like that that you registered with. And it'll give you the QR code. And right there, it says, hey, this person, this is where they got their two shots. These are the days. These are the vaccines.
7: So if you so, haven't got it, guys, go and get it. So get it, get your QR code, put it in your phone. It,
1: it you. makes sense. It's just I was so hot because I've never really had to use my vaccine card because again, Texas does not care. Um But the one time I actually had a chance to use it, I forgot the shit. Uh, when I was going to Hawaii, like you, you can bypass a taking a COVID test if you're back if you were vaccinated at the time. And I was like, hell yeah, get finally use this thing. Perfect. Forgot to pack that shit and. I was scrambling to get like a last minute COVID test to make sure I was good for the flight because I thought the whole time I had it with me, but I didn't. And again, if it was on my phone, this would be an issue, but it's not. Yeah, it's I went so, through. A- this is your
7: weekly reminder to get
1: vaccinated. Oh, the- you brought the baby.
5: My sister and I went to a, a Dodger game, and we had it in our wallets because we're like, they're gonna ask us. They never asked us. They were just like, make sure you wear your mask. Yeah. They don't give a damn.
1: <laughs> like, it's like they, make sure- they, you're paying money. They they they're here for your money. <laughs> like,
5: make sure you buy a lot of hot dogs and a lot of merch. That's all we want.
1: <laughs> I will say this: I went to a Mavs game this past season. Actually, I went to a couple of Mavs games. Shout out to Mavs. Um, and they were they their attendance were super strict. Like. I, I literally dropped my mask just to take a sip real quick of a drink and I was just holding the drink out, like getting prepared to drink another sip. And the person came up to me and was like, could you put your mask up in between sips? And I'm like, okay, cool. It's not natural, but I mean, I, I respect the energy. I'm not gonna deny that kind of energy, but, and I especially respect that energy in Dallas, but like, can I have a couple of seconds or I could just at least like just take a couple of sips? Enjoy the, and- the flavor. We good? <laughs> but they was, crazy. they was hawking. They was hawking like crazy. But again, I, I, I can't help but appreciate it because they, they are trying to really save lives because these people are reckless. Yeah.
7: What's Shout out man? to what LSU too. Cause I think I'm back on the bandwagon, friends. Cause LSU, <laughs> cause LSU are <laughs> uh, actually doing the morally right thing for once. Did they back.
5: make like a, did they make what? a super hype like vaccination video like they did for NIL? That's the way to go. You have to make a Hell super off. hype vaccination video.
7: If LSU made a video, everyone would be vaccinated because they are hot.
1: Yeah. We'll Tigers! We'll make some dope ass videos.
0: Go Tigers! So the Mavs game, we're gonna. uh Whenever the world opens up, we're gonna hit the suite up together. All right. So me. You yeah, already know. Media. So we're right, gonna play yeah, pool. I, I already had the suite, so we're gonna. Uh, we're gonna play pool for sure. We're gonna play pool. We're so gonna win. Yep. We're gonna
1: smoke hookah and watch football.
0: Yes. We're on a Mavs game. Yes.
7: A Thursday Brian, game because I don't. Do uh, Sunday. Not on a Sunday because yeah, he games. won't start the car. <laughs>
0: no Sunday. No, uh, no, nah, Master. If you call me on a Sunday, I'm getting the hell in my truck. I'm <laughs> my
5: truck. You, you, you also have to take him to Whataburger so he can choose whatever he wants. So whether it's going to be the tuna melt or you know the chicken, chicken or whatever, yep. or it could be for yeah. breakfast the breakfast items. You never know. Gotta include the Whataburger stuff.
0: Well, well, we're acting like we don't
1: live. Yeah. I, I know what a burger. I live in Texas as well. He doesn't so, need he <laughs> to take
2: he,
7: me out. He's allowed to drive himself.
1: I, I will um. say this. When I'm in Cali, I do not eat In-N-Out. in and out is trash. It's trash. What I do eat though, I love the Habit Burger. That is yeah. so fucking good. Like that is what people in California should be really talking about. The Habit Burger is so much better than In-N-Out. And In-N-Out I always In-N-Out make sure I somebody so go great. get that. So, so good. Get you. I, I always get, uh, they got like a ba- 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 uh, bacon barbecue cheddar burger. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a, a Santa Barbara, Santa Barbara patty milk. Uh, you get you a, a habit double. Man, you know, onion rings, they'll be busting. They got some good lemonade juices. They got some shakes there too. That's hit up the habit burger. Stop talking about in and out. The real conversation is the habit burger.
5: That's been our Friday meal. My sister and I we work from home and the habit is our Friday treat. So we get to do that. I fuck with go, the local. Go. I go to the
1: local shit. I don't do the. I don't do the the pop shit. I don't do the 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 Broadway shit, man. I'm I'm in the trenches, man. I'm in, I'm enjoying that shit. See, uh, you know uh, I know what's up. I know what's up.
5: Had it yesterday, actually. We we messed up the timeline.
1: <laughs> oh, see, even better. The onion rings, though, they' busting, all right.
5: Yes, they are. They're super good. Love it. Hell yeah! Right, man. i, I, I got gonna yeah.
0: ask you the hard hitting question now, master. So. so, and I think I know what it's about. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh another company, Media Outsource, whatever you want to call it, decided to roll something out that's very similar to Untold Stories, and I noticed it was acknowledged in some format by you, and I don't need, I don't want to name names, but, I mean, speak on it as you will, because I think you know what I'm talking about, and I don't want to like give specifics, because I don't want, if this needs to be cut out, we will, but. I could tell that it was acknowledged that somebody else was trying to do something that you did and not even like making it hidden. Like, it was very obvious. It was what you're doing. Do you know
1: what I'm talking about at all? With yeah, Unhold I do. I do mean, his, okay. his, it's happened so many times now that there's so many examples to give. So, okay. Maybe like, this is my I first. mean, okay. I would like for me, I mean, I've appreciated it somewhere because I've learned that just comes with it. Like there's, there's certain things you just learn that just come with what you do or where you're at or, or success that you're able to have. And that's just one of them. So, um, I wasn't like, I feel like I took it personal. And, and when people do that, I take it personal because like I came from nothing, bro. You know what I'm saying? And like, it, it was such a space where like you, you remember what it's like trying to fit into in these spaces. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. oftentimes you knew like you just wasn't going to fit in and finding a way to do something where you could just be yourself and do it your way. And how hard and long that took to get to that process of sweat equity that went into that. And just seeing, you know, just to me, like people say imitation is like a sincere form of, of flattery. But like to me, I I don't I don't feel in that kind of way. Cause, you know, either being from Dallas or just being where I'm from, originality is what we appreciate. That's just the code. You know what I'm saying? Authenticity is what we appreciate. That's the code. Carbon copies, we don't really appreciate that. We don't respect that. And so that that's the perspective mentality where it came from. And it was just kind of seeing that and just kind of seeing like how it was happening and then all the things that was going on, like, um, yeah, it, it was, it was, i say it was difficult and frustrating at first, but like now again, I've understood it comes with it. And and you know, it's happened so many times now that like I've understood that just, it just comes with it now. There's so for me, I mean, I don't, I don't really expect myself to be really like talking about it or addressing it anymore. Um, in terms of, of when those experiences and things happen, but you know, I always know I gotta make sure I validate myself too. You know what I'm saying? So, cause especially in these spaces where you already know it's gonna be very difficult for a poor black man to, to be validating these spaces, like, you, you always gotta make sure you validate yourself and you validate what you're doing and you validate where you're going. And so, um, you know, and I think I'm able to have this confidence because the people are validated. You know what I'm saying? The audience is validated and they, they're, they're, they're tuning in every week. They talk about it. They talk, sharing in the group chats. They share it with their friends. They're retweeting it. We having conversations in the DMs about it and people really fucking with it. And people are really rocking what what, you know, the team has been me and the team has been able to create. And and, you know, because of that, because the numbers are there, because it was real organic, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't forced. We wasn't, you know what I'm saying, pie in the sky, trying to do some forced collision or forced collab to try and get some views and go viral and stuff like that. Like we just we just built it slow.
0: And that's going to be the wrap of part one with Master Tess of Bleacher Report. We appreciate y'all joining in. Uh, we are going to bring him back to talk crypto coin and also acknowledge a lot of other funny things that occur during this podcast. So until then, enjoy everything else that is Laura after hours.